Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 280 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is a $5 a month backer over on Anchor.fm. As again, the show is uploaded as a podcast to all major podcasting platforms. And if you are listening to this on any of those platforms, please consider leaving a five-star or whatever the highest grade review is to help out with algorithmic stuff. Anyway, tonight, talking a little bit about the Shang-Chi box office, expected to be the worst MCU opening in the history of the MCU. Also, I'm going to give a little bit of my thoughts on the Cowboy Bebop situation. I have not really said a whole lot about it, but something you may not know about me, I actually really enjoy Cowboy Bebop. I would not call myself a hardcore fan. I I don't know all of the lines or all of the characters, but I've watched enough of the show to have some concept of of the characters to have some concept of the basic ideas of the show and also to thoroughly love and enjoy that opening song, which is probably one of the best intros in any television show's history. Gotta love that jazz and that soundtrack that they have in that. So anyway, I'll give a little bit of my thoughts about the whole Faye Valentine cosplay, non-cosplay situation because it's not going to be, I think, nearly as similar to a lot of the other responses that Many of my fellow compatriots, friends, members in the community have had on it because I don't have as much of a strong connection to the source material. But before going any further, please make sure that you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. It really does mean a lot. And again, shout out to the Odyssey fam if you are watching over there. Again, I do fall behind in the chat. They have updated a couple things in the chat, though. I have a pinned comment over there, and apparently I can also assign people as moderators on the live chat over there as well. So, hey, Odyssey moving ahead in the world just a little bit. But before going into any of this stuff tonight, let's go ahead and say hello to some people in the chat. Let's see, we got Bryant Barth. Hail to you, Bryant Barth. Thank you for being here. We got Cacao and Cookies Minion. Welcome back to the chat. Glad to see you here. Paradox Guy, thanks for subscribing. Brian Bart tagged to say that Francis Ford Coppola is making a comeback to film. He is trying to make his long-awaited project Megalopis? Megalopolis? Hadn't heard of that before. As you know, I I do like several films by Francis Ford Coppola. I would not call myself a diehard Coppola fan necessarily. So, hey, if he is going to... To be perfectly honest, I didn't think he was still alive, and it sounds kind of terrible, but just, you know, based on the films he made and just how uh, classic they are, how old they are, I just did not honestly think that he was he was still around. So, uh, hey, if if he wants to make this movie, then, hey, I'm, I'm happy. If you're happy that he's making it, I'm going to be honest, I don't really have much to say. Uh, about this one specifically. By the way, I've tried to fix this camera now a couple times, but let me, uh, it's it's still a little too, too high. Let me try and fix this just a little bit. One second. There we go. Ah, that's a much better frame. 
Apologies. Thank you for putting up with me. Snort of Poop is Cuber. What is going on? Snort of Poop is so glad to have you here in the chat. Hello, humans and other quitters. Hello. Tina B, thanks for being here. Shout out to Tina B, who is phenomenal, who is amazing, and also reminds me to shout out the Asgardian community and the extended community outside of Asgard as well for stepping up to help out Tina in her time of need. Uh, it's been truly amazing to see the response on her GoFundMe, and uh, I know that she is incredibly grateful for everything. And uh, again, shout out to Tina. Hope you are doing well. Thank you for the email you sent earlier as well. I sent a response back, and we got your back, girl. We got your back, and I'm glad to see that um, things are definitely looking up as far as people stepping up giving you a little bit of help during this time. But she does make some very important points here, which is that if you have a comment or question, make sure you put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. No matter where you are watching, whether it's on YouTube, on Periscope, on DLive, or on Odyssey, at Odin at the beginning of your comment. The only exception is if you are a member on YouTube, because I can only keep track of so many people, and that is where my mind goes. But anyway... Thank you again all for being here. Joey Horn, what's going on? Good, sir. Thank you for being here as well. Of course, I will highlight and shout out people as they are coming in for the first time. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Hail, Father. So glad to have you here. He sent me about how there's some type of pork fest going on uh, at some point in the Chattanooga area. Uh, There's no date on that yet, though. So I know that he is excited uh, about that potentially being a way uh, to come make it to my neck of the woods. That'd be Pretty cool to have. Golden Ration, what's going on? Thank you for tagging. And again, thank you for being in the chat. We got, again, as I said, Bruce in the chat. We got Andrew Hoyle, our friend from the UK, who says, Hail to every single one of you, you beautiful bunch of uh, bar stewards. I like the expression and spelling of that saying there. The bar stewards. Congrats. Hail to the bar stewards. Hail to you, good sir. Our good friend from the UK. Gradania, what's going on? Gradania, thanks for being in the chat. We got Forever Sci-Fi, who is a member. Hail to you, Forever Sci-Fi. Thank you for being here. Orange Hat Reviews, what's going on, good sir? Says, good evening, how are we all? I have a wee proposition. If you wouldn't mind giving me a few moments of your time, would you consider smashing the like button right now? Orange Hat, Iron Foot. Well, thank you, Orange Hat. I, I appreciate that proposition, and I back it as well please make sure you smash that like button please it really does mean a lot and it really does help a lot as well and if you're watching over on odyssey if you could light up that fire button it also does a lot especially since there's at least a couple people who have made it their goal in life to every time i go live on odyssey to downvote over there Uh, again i know there was at least a couple of people who were trolling in many cases, and so what I do with trolls is I say, okay, I'm not going to deal with your nonsense. I have enough going on in my life to have to worry about trolls, uh, trolling not just me, but also uh, people who are supporters. So, yeah, I, I don't put up with it. I don't have any uh, I don't have any patience for that kind of nonsense. And so you get the kick, essentially. So I'm imagining that they are just still there like, well, I wish I could complain, and so all I'm going to do is just downvote your videos, which luckily on Honesty doesn't really do much of anything because there's really no algorithm to speak of in a lot of different ways over there. Let's see, Grand Admiral Adam, welcome to the chat. Glad to have you here. Let's see, Kigo Rogers, what's up? Says notifications work. That's unexpected. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I know that there are many occasions, many more occasions where 
for some reason, notifications don't work. It's kind of a frustrating thing. That is definitely for sure, which is why if you just follow the fact that I am someone that sticks to a schedule, 7 p.m. Eastern time on the dot every Tuesday and every Saturday, I'm like clockwork. There's very few times when I am not available and whenever I'm not going to be available, typically I give about a day or so's notice. And when I have to give less than that, I post it on all of my social media sites. And also, if you want to follow me on Locals, it's one of the newer sites, you don't have to be a financial supporter over there to get notifications on things like videos being posted and other bits of information like that. But if you do become a supporter over there, you get access to things like giveaways. Right now, there is actually an active giveaway for a 4K steelbook of the movie Snatch. So obviously, a film that many people who are watching this probably are fans of or have heard of. And this is, again, one of the early Guy Ritchie films. Very, very good film. A film that I need to rewatch with subtitles on so that I can more fully appreciate everything going on <laughs> with the movie. But anyway, this is currently a live giveaway for Patreon subscribe star members, also locals members as well. And again, you should know where to find all that information on those respective platforms. And if you ever are not aware, you can, of course, contact me and I will gladly help Army of Asgard level and above get access to those kinds of giveaways. All right. Let's see, Dabman Walking 55 hail to you. Glad to see you in the chat. The R, who is a new member on the YouTube side. What's going on, good sir? Says, hail chat, hail Valkyries, hail to you. Good sir, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Let's see, Alice McCarthy says, howdy, Odin, how's it going, how's Thor? I'm eating pizza. Well, glad to hear you're eating pizza, good sir. Doing fine over here. Just another, another day, another Tuesday here in Asgard. Uh, we are just rolling along. Crazy to think we're going to have our, our first three-day weekend this, this coming weekend with uh, school, with Labor Day, of course. And uh, also, uh, thank you to everyone for your thoughts and your prayers for my uh, friends and family down in New Orleans um, over the past couple of days. It really does mean a lot. My family is okay. My, my parents are fine, but obviously there is still a lot of wind damage. There's issues with water pressure. There's obviously this huge issue. The biggest issue going on is the lack of electricity and how the prospects for that, you know, depending on who you ask and what day it is, some would say that it could be up to three weeks without power because a lot of the infrastructure, a lot of the key elements of the infrastructure were very, very heavily damaged. And then there's others who would say that there might actually be a, a good or a good or best case scenario where it gets back sooner than that. So obviously, uh, thank you again for any thoughts and prayers uh, for them. But luckily, uh, my friends and family, as far as I have been told, have all uh, been doing well and obviously are not in any type of worst case scenario. So again, thank you all for those prayers. All right, we got Rob D tagging to say, hello, Odin, I'm going to get pizza tonight. A pizza hut, big dinner box, sounds good. Nice. Hey, you know what I say? Pizza is always a welcome thing. Friday night for me is indeed pizza night, but any night can be pizza night in your home. And as long as you do not put the pineapple on the pizza, then hey, you have my support. But if you do put the pineapple on the pizza, we're going to have some problems. We're going to have some problems. People get excommunicado for things like that here in Asgard. We we, we don't like those kinds of things. We, we don't support those kinds of... Uh, Anathemas, as we like to call them here. For it is an anathema. 
You are anathematized when you put on pineapple on pizza. It is evil. Rosie G12, what's going on? Member on the channel. Glad to have you back here. James Dashier, what's going on? Hail to you. And my earballs go pop, says Andrew Hoyle, which is the reason why I whisper that intro, because it's not me. It, it has to be Windows, I would imagine, at this point. Even when I go in and manually set the song, or rather manually set the sound to a certain level, it still blows it out, switching from scene to scene. It does not make any sense to me whatsoever. I have no idea how to fix that issue, because as soon as I start talking, it randomly just alternates itself. Which just doesn't make any logical explanation whatsoever because it is the actual Windows sound level that's being changed. And I have no settings set on the Windows side of things to have that kind of thing happen. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So it's not a boomer uh, a boomer act on my part. James Dashier comes in to say, Which Lord of the Rings film do you consider the best and which one is your favorite? Okay, there is a difference there, right? Depending on which one I think is the best film and then the one that I personally enjoy the most. For me, they they typically fall in line with each other, where for me, Two Towers, simply because of the Battle of Helm's Deep, is, is probably my favorite. I like Return of the King, but I will say it's not my favorite out of the three. In fact, it's probably my least favorite, to be perfectly honest. And it's not because it's a bad movie, necessarily. It's just that... There's just something about the Battle of Helm's Deep that just makes Two Towers so special. There's a lot of other interesting things that happen in the film. And then I love the first one, too. You know, it's kind of almost like uh, not exactly in the same way. It's kind of like a Dark Knight trilogy situation where as much as I love the Dark Knight, I also really love Batman Begins. And there's some days where I prefer Batman Begins to the Dark Knight, even though I think they're both fantastic. The difference, of course, is that the Dark Knight Rises sucks, whereas Return of the King is still a a very solid movie. So, yeah, I would say that uh, Two Towers is my favorite. But to be honest, I, I, I would arguably say objectively that the first one, Fellowship of the Ring, is the best. Because I think it just has... It's the most narratively tight film. It has very good pacing. It's got all of the different key elements of drama, of of sorrow, of joy. Like, you hit all of those different beats in it. And obviously, it's hard to really compare in a film franchise like this that is a singular story, right, stretched out into three movies. So it is still hard to, to really say that for sure. And obviously, people are going to have different thoughts on that. But in general... My favorite probably is usually Two Towers, but I do love me some Fellowship of the Ring, and I think that one might be the objectively best one. Peter Martin, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Lost Soldier, bro. Long time. No see. Glad to have you back, brother. Lost Soldier 212 says, Aloha fam. Welcome back. Nuance Observer, welcome to the chat. We got Thirsteenth Warrior, who is a member as well, saying, Hola, chat compadres. Welcome, good sir. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Rab D, I honestly think Marvel will be more disappointed if Eternals flops. It just seems to me like they're promoting that movie a lot more than Shang-Chi. Yeah, and the other reason why is because there's a lot bigger names in Eternals, which kind of indicates and tells me that film's going to be a lot more expensive. I, I don't know the official budgets yet for either of those films, but I think we can pretty much guarantee that Shang-Chi is going to cost somewhere between $150 and $200 million because that is a standard Marvel film at this point. 
And I think we can all probably say that the Eternals is going to be north of $200 million. You have some pretty big names in that film. Obviously, star power stars don't really exist in the same way as they used to anymore. But I think that we can all still at least admit that there's names that a lot more people are going to recognize in the Eternals than in Shang-Chi. When the biggest name in Shang-Chi that you have for general audiences is Aquafina. And then the other film, you have people like Angelina Jolie and others. It's kind of hard to really <laughs> argue the other point on that. But that being said, I definitely think that Disney is more concerned about Eternals. Because I think that at this point, Shang-Chi losing money is a foregone conclusion. I, I think that they've already kind of admitted that fact. If it does better than the projections, they'll be happy. Obviously, they're going to spin it however they can. The difference this time is that they cannot use any Disney Plus or claimed Disney Plus numbers to add on any extra revenue. So it's really going to be a big test. You know, if Shang-Chi shows itself to be what many are projecting, again, this is not just me, this is the official projections coming from box office experts and, and based on these tracking, uh, tracking results, and a lot of it's even based off of what's being reported from studios, this film is set to be the lowest grossing. I did a video on it earlier today. Shout out to John F. Trent from Bounding Into Comics. It is, again, tracking to be the lowest grossing film in MCU history, specifically domestically, meaning it's going to have made less money than The Incredible Hulk, which to this point, one, was the lowest grossing, but two, was the only MCU film to actually lose money. So obviously that has changed because Black Widow has, of course, lost money, but it's not going to be nearly as much money that Shang-Chi is going to lose because it's just got way too many factors working against it. And it is amazing, and one of the reasons why I did the video that I did this morning and why I got to give a lot of kudos to John F. Trent of Bounding Into Comics is because he points out something that I think a lot of people, especially those making excuses for films not making money, uh, are, are, are really looking over. And that is the fact that you can argue COVID is affecting these numbers to an extent, but then you look to other industries and how they're booming. You look to all of the concert circuits and they're selling out, right? People are, are willing to spend much more money to go see a concert than to go see a movie and many more in, in one location. So it's shown us that there are a lot of people who are willing to be in close proximity with a lot of others. It's what's being offered that is the difference. It's what's being offered and the content being offered and the entertainment value or rather the perceived value of said entertainment that is in question. And I think that anyone who's going to be honest is going to say that the entertainment value being presented by Hollywood right now is almost non-existent. There are very few films that have come out the last year and a half especially that we can really go back to and say, yeah, this was actually a really good film. This was actually a really entertaining film. Most of them have not been good. Most of them have been pretty terrible. I can name on two hands, maybe even less, the number of films that I would argue are A-level films. Not just because they are objectively good, but because they are actually entertaining and fun and, and escapism. Because that's what we want. That's what entertainment is. The root of entertainment is escapism. And when you take away escapism and try and throw in reality and try to throw in any type of modern day talking points or ideas, it's going to turn people off very, very quickly. 
very quickly. Kiko Rogers, what's going on? Good sir, thanks for being here. Lost Soldier, thank you for tagging. He says, it's not just the actress who plays Faye. Uh, John Cho is also messing things up for the show, just not in an SJW way. Talking there, okay, about the second point of Cowboy Bebop. No, it, it, it's not. Obviously, it's not just this this one girl who's having an impact. There's a lot of things about it. And I know that the biggest criticism that everyone is having of it is how lots of the characters just don't look like the ones from the anime, right? And I think that that is a valid criticism for fans of the franchise to have. However, what I will say is, is the biggest issue I have with the whole Faye situation with that actress is just how her comments do not actually make any sense. Because I actually do agree to some extent with some of the mindset or some of the, rather, points being made. She doesn't make them very well, but I do agree, right, about the whole scantily clad stuff. Because, again, that, that's, that's a moral problem that I have with not just this character, but with other characters. The issue is that she tries to excuse it by saying it's not physically feasible, but we see clearly that she's been in other films where <laughs> she's wearing probably she's wearing even less than what what the character of Faye wears in Cowboy Bebop. And so it just falls apart for that reason. It was the fact that she went after fans. It was the fact that she was making contradicting statements that actually did not even hold up to reality where people could just easily pull up any cosplayer of that character and say, boom, here you go. For a lot less money, people were able to actually get the look, you know? So... And I think that there is a way that they could have addressed this issue to make her look a lot more, at least as far as uh, the overall look or uniform or um, costuming, right? And they could have even done it still and had it be a little bit more modest, which I, I personally don't have a problem with because I think that we have an issue in our culture of, of over-sexualization. And again, this is where the, the moral issues that I have as, as a religion teacher especially um, and as a devout Catholic come into play. But there is a balance that can be made there. The issue I have with the Cowboy Bebop situation is the fact that she has been incredibly hypocritical and that her logic, the logic that she specifically uses, does not hold any water. And then she goes after fans in that process too, and that's never okay. Tammy Walk 55 says, much better than a few weeks ago for sure. Actually, feel like moving the yard, or rather mowing the yard yesterday. Well, I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. Dabbing Walking 55. Evan S says, I just watched Then Came You on Hulu starring Craig Ferguson and Kathy Lee Gifford. It's a good later in life rom com that's set in Scotland. I liked it. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> I've triggered Tina for thinking that Coppola was was dead. Again, I I what is has what films has he has he done recently? I, I think that that alone is kind of a reason enough to think that kind of a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Evan has to say someone send a still of Odin fixing his cam to Perry Chan. Well I'm I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sure it's already happened at this point. Let's see. Keo Rogers says, Odin needs more thick bass on that microphone. What do you mean more thick bass? I already have the, the big bottom. I got the big bottom set to this microphone. Now obviously I could make it I could make it an even bigger bottom, but I don't wanna I don't wanna go too big with the bottom. You always wanna be careful with the big bottom. Master of TDS, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Uh, Joey Horn pointing out I've got <laughs> Tina triggered less than five minutes in. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man 
Father, there it is. Yeah, Bacon Fest. That's that's what he was looking up earlier. So apparently in Chattanooga, there's going to be a Bacon Fest, and that's that sounds uh sounds delightful. I like bacon. I like bacon. Uh, thank you, Nuanced Observer. I appreciate that. It's always fun to do a video for Park Hopping. It's it's one of the few outlets that I that I have these days to show that I'm very much still a part of the Geeks and Gamers team because as I've made clear on several occasions, they're gaming at the latest possible time just drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I would love to be able to play Mario Kart with them. I would love to be able, be able to play Among Us or, or any other game with them. But when your starting time is 10 p.m. Eastern or later... And I'm a school teacher who gets up at 6 a.m. Guess what? That's just not feasible. Not to mention having a, a young child and a, a wife that I like to spend time with, you know? And since we both work full-time, priorities. So I would love to be able to do a lot more. But unfortunately, I feel like I'm being left out. I feel like I'm being excluded. Slice of Neons, I have beef with Pollux and Mitch Peeding. Are they not allowed to do a free guy pitch meeting? Two weeks with retro movies. I would not mind normally, but I predicted they would and nothing yet. I'm I'm not sure exactly. Was that a, just a misspelling there? Have they not done a pitch meeting for free guy? Is that what you were trying to say? I don't I don't quite get that. Uh, let's see. Orange Air Review says, Yes, Odin. I recently watched Battle of the Five Armies, and Billy Connolly is great and funny actor. I had to paraphrase him. You see, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of The Hobbit. The, the Hobbit films I was just not a fan of because you took, again, a small children's or, or children's level, I guess you could say, book, because really it's a family book. It's a book that people from all generations, from, from all different uh, ages can really thoroughly enjoy and, and find something new and deep into. But yeah, I uh, to take that and then to try and make it into three movies, adding in a bunch of stuff that's just not there in the actual books, and then adding in extra stuff while leaving things that are out that are in the books was just, uh, it's just, again, ridiculous. Uh, Michael Talks Movies, hello there. Welcome to the chat. Thank you for being here. Paradox Guy, what's going on? Welcome to the chat as well. Thursteen's Warrior, who is a member, says, Does Asgard celebrate Taco Tuesdays, or would that be considered cultural appropriation? If you want to celebrate Taco Tuesday, you are more than welcome to. Most schools celebrate Taco Tuesday. I, on the other hand, had some popcorn chicken, and it was delightful. I'm not against Taco Tuesday, but there's just some days, even Tuesdays, where I'm just not as much of a fan Sasha Neons, tag to say, which song is better as acapella? If you did not immediately answer Enter the Sandman, then you have failed Asgard. What? That was kind of just a weird way to ask a question and then to to, to, <laughs> to go on into something else. I was very confused a little bit. Uh, Kek44, what is up? Uh, let's see. Andrew Hoyos, a member, says, we always have fish on a Friday for shame, Odin. Andrew, I know. I know. That is definitely something that... Uh, it's something I actually do want to work on. And it's going to be one of those tough transitions, especially now that the pepperoni on pizza has become part of kind of, it's become a part of the personality and character to find a way to transition into uh, non meat stuff. Because I actually would really like to start living a much more, uh, a much more traditionally uh, Catholic lifestyle. 
uh, bringing back the the Friday abstinence from meats, bringing back, um, you know, just different aspects of the fasting um, in, in whatever ways that I can as well. I don't know. It's, it's going to take a while, but I'm slowly in the process of, of getting myself uh, more educated on certain issues. I'm doing a lot of reading, getting a lot of things printed out as well. Um, so I'm learning a lot. I'm actually, it's exciting to be able to teach the faith, but then also learn a lot as well. I don't know. It's fun. Gonzalo Bagali says, all right, all right. Why pineapple on pizza when you can have caramelized onions and bacon on it? See, I, I could be without the onions, bacon, uh, bacon adds something to it. But if you like caramelized onions, that, that is not a faux pas. That, that I think is something that, that is acceptable. Thursday Warrior says, it's not okay to put pineapple on pizza, but it's very okay to put the lime in the coconut and mix it all up. You put the lime in the coconut. Hello, Michael. Hello, hello again. Greetings, good sir. Rusty Shackelford, welcome to the chat. Crisco tagged to say, how do you feel about Dune getting a release in Europe over a month before the U.S. release? Uh, you know, it's a bold strategy, Cotton, and we'll see in, if, it play, if it plays out for them uh, or not, if it pans out. You know, I think it's one of those things where they're trying to get it released, trying to build up hype so that it does better in North America than it would have done otherwise. I, that's the only thing that I could possibly think of. The, the downside, of course, to it is that it just means it's going to get leaked um, online as far as you know plot stuff obviously it's based on the books but you all know that Hollywood can in many cases try and you know do their own thing with these stories sometimes so you could have some spoilers there get released pretty early on you could also have the issue too of you know having some type of uh, pirated version of the film coming out as well it is going to be a film that's going to be released on HBO Max I don't know exactly how many countries HBO Max is in does that mean it's going to be on HBO Max a month early in select countries because if that's the case boom you got a high quality version that's going to be available relatively quickly uh, Hannibal Graham what is going on just another red shirt hail to you glad to have you here by the way before I go any further I do want to give a shout out to drunk 3PO who for some reason has been suspended on Twitter uh, we're thinking that it might be music he used in a tweet or something but anyway just for drunk 3PO and also join the rebellion again ugh there it is welcome to the rebellion join the rebellion all hail drunk 3po he is the best of us all right let's see forever sci-fi says the charge of the roar uh the roarim in return of the king in the theater was great though death ah yes 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 uh kingslayer says they all kind of suck well what are you talking about what kind of sucks? That's that's you kind of got to give some context there because I fall 15 to 20 minutes behind. So when you throw out a comment like that, I got to know what you're talking about. Hannibal Grimm says, we have a T-Rex. Huh? Thanatos, felicitas. My favorite song is Where's Where There's a Whip, There's a Way from The Hobbit, the cartoon version. <laughs> Dude, old school 70s cartoon version with the, the hippie music, the hippie guitar folk music is so great and what's even better is when south park did their own version of it with lemonade winks because it it captured the essence and soul of that of that style especially of the music so well lemonade winks is johnny is going fun why lemonade winks is john oh i love it so good one of my favorite songs though in that 1970s animated hobbit movie is definitely when the goblins 
um, take over and kidnap the the dwarves. It's just there's just down 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 to Goblin Town down down to Goblin Town. Oh, it's so good. That stuff is legit. That stuff is my jam. The Kingslayer says the Dark Knight Rises is a masterpiece. Nope. Uh, that is factually inaccurate. <laughs> you can enjoy the film all you want. It is not a masterpiece. And and the one piece of evidence that I that I only need to show you, there's a lot of other things I could point out, but the one thing that I could point out that is, again, clearly, uh, totally destroys that point is Talia al Ghul's death. You cannot tell me that is objectively good acting. You can't. And guess what? Because of that performance, Nolan saw that performance and said... Yep, film it, print it. Game, set, match. Orange Tower Views, I didn't even recognize Salma Hayek in the Eternals trailer. Bad aging, I'm guessing. Now, after saying that, I think I just heard a woman screaming to the West. Yikes, oh dang. Um, yeah, and I, I think that, again, it has names that some people recognize. It's still characters that no one really has any idea who they are, um, as far as the normies go, but we'll see. Uh, I am General Wingster the White, and I come back to you now to tu- uh, at the turn of the tide. Yes. Jeremy Zikowski. I want to see Jeff Dunham a few weeks ago, and Arena was full. Yeah, seriously. I mean, wrestling. You know, y'all know I'm a wrestling fan. Those shows are doing very well, too. So it's, it's the kind of content that's being offered. You know, if people are not going to be preached to and are going to be entertained, guess what? People are going to go, and they're going to want to go. They're going to want to keep on going. They don't want to get preached to. Bruce says, having Aquafina name pop up in anything is a turnoff for me for whatever the thing is. Yeah, especially since I just, I don't think that she's all that funny. One man show, what's up? But yeah, if that's the comedy that you have. And apparently in early reviews, they've said that she's the comedic relief. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I just, again, that that is definitely a subjective, uh, you know, because comedy is, is very subjective uh, in many ways. And so I, I don't really see the... I don't see the interest in her as as a comedic presence, but hey, maybe some people will. Thursday Warrior says, I got a refund for my season tickets for touring Broadway shows. They want proof of vaccination or a negative test for entry. Uh, Fudge them about it. Had tickets for almost 20 years. Bye-bye. Dude, Thursday Warrior, that sucks. Yeah, dude, and, and I'm someone, I did theater in high school. I loved going to shows. I lived in New York for a bit for college. I loved going. I loved going to do the... Uh, the general rush, the student rush, you'd get up early, go to the box office before it opens, wait in line, get cheap 20 to $25 tickets. It was awesome. But yeah, I'm not going through that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's that's ridiculous. That is that is tyranny. And we're already seeing across other nations, people standing up in the thousands to fight against it. There's got to be a moment. There's got to be a moment when when we here start to actually step up. New York is, you know, New York, L.A., you know, basically the, the cities right now, maybe it's San Francisco, but at least New York, these are the central points. This is where you need to have people in those areas that are actually having these direct types of mandates step up, protest, fight back. Bruce says, I always thought Spike uh, Spiegel was a good old Jewish boy, at least not Asian as the very at the very least. I didn't think any of the characters were. And that's the thing, right, is that when you actually do look to the characters, you realize that that's not how they were drawn. It's amazing how, in certain ways, how racist the people who adapt these shows are. 
And the reason you, you kind of realize that is because they're like, oh, because this happens to be an, an Asian product, that means all the characters in them have to therefore be Asian. And it's like, no, that that that's usually not how it works, actually. <laughs> but again, it just kind of shows you that at the very least, they have no idea what the source material is. And at the very worst, that they are they are they are an ist. Mark Lizette says, but with cosplay, they don't have any big movements. They basically just walk around. Some costumes can be an issue for action movies. But again, that's just the issue is that there was a costume of her in a lot less and she was doing a lot of movement in it. And as I said, you can do adaptations of the costume to make it work better. Right, Because as I said, I think that there is a way to adapt that costume to have the same look and feel, but also at the same time be more modest. That's what I would want. That, that, that's something that I would rather want. I want the character to look like the character, but I do understand. And some comments, unfortunately, did. I think uh, Alex McCarthy, you had a comment maybe that got skipped. But again, I would personally really like to have a, um, you know, a much more modest approach. But it, it does got to look like the character. You can't say that it's a character and then not be a character. Anyway, Michael Talks Movie says, That's kind of how I feel about my friends. They like to play the video games pretty late, but I'm attending college and job at Regal. Exactly, dude. And by the way, yeah, I used to work at AMC. Uh, it's it's not the most glorious thing in the world, but I loved it, dude. I, I would not trade the, the years that I had at AMC. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of really awesome people. Had some awesome conversations as well. And there's definitely a part of me that missed that. Once I ever get to the point of retirement, I would totally not be, you know, if here's the thing. When I get to the time of retirement, theaters may are probably not going to be around anymore. But if they are, I would totally love to be like a part-time worker just doing ticket taker or box office worker and uh, just talking about movies, what to see, what not to see, that kind of stuff. Uh, Papana, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Rob D says, there's quite a few people that I wonder if they're still part of the Geeks and Gamers team. Don't want to mention any particular names in case there's drama attached. Yeah, and uh, obviously you can kind of tell based on who is a part of conversations. Um, so obviously Friday Night Tights is a Geeks and Gamers and, and Nerdrotic production. So anyone that you see attached to that as a mod, anything like that, you can make some assumptions there. And also, of course, there's videos on all of these different places and all of these different platforms so um yeah that, that's pretty much all i'll say about that though harry says why does cowboy bebop have such a weird title the title doesn't make sense to me yeah i mean to be perfectly honest I, I don't have as much knowledge about that either but it's a fun show it's a very very fun show and i end up loving the title because it's also fun uh Gyame Kintal, thank you also earlier for that Sasa super chat and once it gets in the chat, I will highlight it. And if it, for some reason, gets skipped, I will, of course, read it out loud. But I agree with your assessment of, of, of Denis Villeneuve, for sure. Anyway, uh, Thursday Warrior says, The Hobbit is a gateway drug to Lord of the Rings. If you mean the books, yes. The movies, no. If you are starting off in that universe just with the movies, like the, uh, the live-action adaptation of The Hobbit, I don't think that is going to be able to push you towards the Lord of the Rings, to be perfectly honest. I just don't think the films are, are any good as, as far as the live actions go. I really don't. Now, the book, absolutely. You know, the book, it starts you off, right? It, it's, again, family-friendly, that type of thing. It's, it's a little bit more of a simple, not necessarily simplistic, because obviously his style of writing was, was very deep. But it is something where it, it does lead you into and kind of builds you up into being able to jump into the massive Lord of the Rings. However, 
I wouldn't agree with the movies being with it. I assume that you meant the book, though, obviously. Uh, Snort Poopas, not only did they inflate the Hobbit movies, they completely buried Bilbo's story in the process. They did a lot of bad things. And actually, I, I started rereading it, um, The Hobbit, over the summer, and unfortunately, stay-at-home dadding kind of made me fall behind on that. But I remember getting to the part where, you know, all of the all the dwarves are showing up at Bilbo's house, and just how different Bilbo is in the book versus how they portrayed him in the movie. As much as I loved Martin Freeman, and I thought that he was a he was the perfect actor for that role... I don't think he got very good direction on on that performance, to be honest. Slicer says, I love spoonerisms such as Duck Visney uh, and named Ryan George, the writer Mitch Peeting. RG, the producer, has the official name of Pollux on the name of the episode. Maybe I watched them too much. Okay, again, you're, everything that you're saying is going way over my head because I need context. You know this. I always need me some context. Father says, no meat on Fridays is not a traditionally Catholic lifestyle. Never was done away with. No, no, no. But you know what I mean, Father. Father, you know what I mean. Don't you play Don't you play those games with me, Father. All right? You know that the way in practice that these things have gone about, that it is essentially something that has been done away with in practice. Because catechesis has been terrible. And also because... Bishops have failed, especially on many levels of reminding people, oh, either you don't have meat on Friday or you substitute it for another penitential work, penitential act. That is not being pushed. So we continue to see, again, in the post-Vatican II era, all of these errors and lack and loss of faith. Oh, there are so many just amazing things that I've been finding more and more about, not to mention the fact that the Novus Ordo, right? The, the New Order of the Mass. Compare that to what you find in the document of Sacrosanctum Concilium. Kind of hard to justify how that missile came from those documents. I'm just saying. Snorri Poopa says, unfortunately, putting fish on pizza pretty much means anchovies. That's, this is also very true. I guess you can put on like a faux pepperoni in certain ways. Gonzalo Bergali says, I felt the same until I tasted it, says Gonzalo. You mean about pineapple on pizza? Uh, again, I'm, I'm going to say uh, nay-nay to that. Uh, there it is. Gyalme Kintal, thank you for the for the Canadian. $5 sasa super chat says here, Denis Villeneuve is a genius, have faith. Hey, dude, you know, he is one of my all-time favorites. Right? Rather, more so accurately, he is my he is my favorite modern working director. He has not let me down yet, but guess what? I, I said the same thing about the Russo brothers before Endgame. And I said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they haven't let me down yet with the films that they've done. And, and guess what? They let us down with Endgame. So I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I have faith, but they, again, he has to still deliver. I love Denis Villeneuve, one of my favorite working directors, but he's got to deliver. ZK Man, try for 20 minutes, but fortunately I'm currently in the area where I keep losing internet connection, so I'm off. Everyone take it easy. Dude, K Man, sorry that you're having some internet issues, man. You can always try checking out D Live Connections, uh, Odyssey Connection, because it could also be just YouTube not being able to handle uh, the bandwidth coming. Let's see, uh, Punk Waddle, who's a member, says, Hail the Pepperoni All Father and his faithful pizza purist. Thank you. Punk Waddle, I appreciate it. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. What is going on? Thank you very much for being in the chat. 
Uh, Andrew Hoyle, who is a member, says, We don't have HBO Max in Europe, which is why I think it's being released earlier over here to maximize the cinema release before it hits U.S. where it'll be streamed at the same time. That's a very good point, yeah. So basically, any type of piracy that occurs in that first month is going to be just a camera version, which, yeah, you, you might have... Uh, some people, right, you might have some people that are going to be able to be willing to put up with that. But I think that if you talk to most people that actually want to see Dune, they're not going to want to see a camera version of it. Even even the people that have some skepticism about it, they're going to say, no, no, I'd rather see it on a big screen or at the very least a high quality version of it in some way. Let's see. Father says, South Park guys uh, bought out Casa Bonita. Been there. Food sucks, but fun to visit. I think that kind of just makes it better, though, to be honest, that that they've bought out Casa Bonita and then the movie and then the food is just actually not very good. I don't know. I think there's something kind of charming about that. <laughs> Orange Air Review says, Odin, it's pronounced Rohirrim. Yeah, I know. And I'm terrible at pronouncing stuff. <laughs> Oh, man. Snorpoopa says, Oh, over misty mountains cold to dungeons deep and caverns old. I will agree. The best part of the Hobbit movies, I would say, is that rendition of the song because I love the deep bass that they do. By the way, there's some awesome videos of, like, bearded uh, badasses with deep voices doing renditions of that song, and it's so good. Evan S. Just go with some salmon or shrimp on Friday and make it your only meal. It's not that hard. My gram understood Pope Paul VI and Vatican II. Our house is a meatless all Fridays. Very nice. Very nice. And I think that instead of, you know, the Pope going after traditionalists, <laughs> instead, maybe he should start to go after the actual abuses that have been going on. <laughs> what a novel concept. Uh, Hardwick says, Shang-Chi in the comics was based entirely on Bruce Lee. However, the makers of the movie have said they based the movie version on Jackie Chan. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Forever Sci-Fi, love the 60s, 70s animation. Almost time for the annual Great Pumpkin Watch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Well, it's almost it's almost peanut season, I guess you could say, because of the series of films that are, that are connected to different parts of the year. Father says, the schools in my diocese are meatless on Fridays year-round. Nice, Father. That's awesome. Not so much here, but then again, if you know anything about where I am, uh, it should explain a lot. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, not looking forward to Shang-Chi. I'm too lazy to look right now. Is there anything else worth going to the theater for this Labor Day weekend? Not really. Uh, typically, you don't have a lot of films that are going to, even for a film like Shang-Chi, you're not going to find a lot of films willing to go up against a Marvel film, even during a pandemic. But yeah, as far as major releases go, I, I'm not aware of any other films that are going to be anything worth talking about. And again, there could be some independent films that could be pretty good, but I'm uh, looking ahead to see what is actually coming up as far as films that I've heard of at the very least coming up in the next few weeks, at least. And September actually doesn't have a lot. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen is the only movie that I really am aware of. And the, the soundtrack for it is fantastic. Never got to see it on Broadway. Beautiful story, beautiful music. Unfortunately, though, they decided to put in a bunch of Hollywood actors to play some of the parental characters instead of getting in the actual Broadway people instead, which would have made it sound better and, and probably work better, too. So I don't know if, I don't know if that's going to work, to be honest. But it is a pretty awesome story uh, about the value of human life. 
And I hope that they don't try and in the film turn it into something that it's not. Craig Lawrence Experience, what's up, dude? Thank you for being here. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for being here. Make sure you smash that like button, please. It really does mean a lot. See, Evan S. says, I won't be here for Saturday stream. I'll be at the Abbey for my discernment weekend. Evan S., prayers heading your way during your discernment process. I hope it goes well and that whatever God has intended for you is, is made a bit more clear. The R over on Odyssey just says shrimp pizza. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. If I was going to have any type of pizza that's not pepperoni on Friday, it'd have to be cheese or like a faux pepperoni. But then you're dealing with faux pepperoni. I don't know. Uh, Hardwick says, we all know your stance on pineapple pizza, but what are your thoughts on Mountain Dew marinated chicken? Movie Bob loves it. Uh, No, there is something to be said for that. Not even just Mountain Dew, but you could also use Sprite as well. When my wife and I were initially dating, uh, at one point there was this... um, it was essentially this 20-somethings group that she was a part of, and they would come together and just do these different activities. And so one week it was sewing, another week it was grilling. And so I actually ended up getting, I think, second in the grilling competition. And this guy who has like the, had this like big legitimate s- smoker taught us how to actually, you know, do these various things and one of the things that he taught us was using for us we use sprite but yeah no there's absolutely a lot to it because it's all about trying to keep the the meat from drying out and those mixing that with other things is a good way basing it on there as as it's uh, cooking hail to you just under the red shirt see punk waddle who's a member says aquafina sounds like a way to monetize an awkward child (laughs) Or an awkward childhood. It definitely does. Uh, definitely does, for sure. Russ is for attack to say, don't give up your pepperoni pizza gimmick. As I said, it's something that I am I am working through. Um, it is something that is definitely... It's, it's, it's not being done thoughtlessly. It's being done for a, a good reason, a good purpose, um, for sure. If it if, if it does go away though, don't worry. There there will be something that will 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 repay or replace it. It's almost like you know, I was in seasons of shows. You have character development. There will be like this big development. Maybe instead of, of pizza, it becomes I eat my meal before, and then I have like my dessert with me instead. And then we get like some ice cream looking stuff going on. Now that that could start to you know, I, I know everyone loves pizza, but ice cream cam, whew. I think ice cream cam could also be a, a bit of a winner there. Maybe like a milkshake cam or something. Because then you can have the whole thing about my milkshake bringing um, all, <laughs> all the people to the yard. <laughs> oh, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to say that full statement. But <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, Hardwick says, have you heard of the fan edit, The Hobbit M4's book edit? It's amazing turns the entire Hobbit trilogy into a faithful four-hour adaptation of the book with all the junk removed. No, I haven't. So is it is it a movie version of it? Is it just a like a, a, an audio version of it with stuff from the movie itself? That'd be interesting. No, I've, I've heard about these types of cuts before. Uh, I know that, interestingly enough, apparently Topher Grace, of all people, uh, Topher Grace was able to cut together a, a supercut of... Oh, I forget. Oh, I forget the names of the films, 
but they apparently put together a supercut of of a film franchise of a trilogy and apparently it was amazing like he showed it at some party i don't think it's available anywhere and I always love to hear about those kinds of things where people take very long, bloated, overdone, way too much stuff going on and turn it into something good, right? Turn it into something fun. That, yeah, no, yes, that's what, Liquid Blake, it was, uh, I think it was Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, he did it. It was the Star Wars prequels, Liquid Blake. I saw that he mentioned that in the live chat. Yeah, he took the Star Wars prequels and he cut out a lot of the, uh, the Jar Jar Binks and he cut a lot of other things. And apparently it was like a really good supercut of, of the film. So yeah, I, I don't know if that ever like leaked online or anything like that. I, I followed more so like the project 4Ks, which are trying to restore the original OG versions of the original Star Wars trilogy. All right. Bruce says the bebop in cowboy bebop can does refer to jazz type music that plays throughout the series. I, yeah, I remember, I remember looking it up at one time and then just forgetting about it. That does, I think ring a bell though. 70 B what is going on? Welcome back to the chat. 70 B captain general Mavalks. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's see. Father says the Hobbit movies are an abomination. I have spoken. He says, no, I agree. The, the, the movies, there are again, some moments in there that I do enjoy. Um, I do like the connection for instance, that's made between the Hobbit and the the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I love seeing uh, Ian Holm back as Bilbo, you know, as as old Bilbo. There's there's some moments where I'm like, oh, there, this film it could have been great. It really could have been great, but unfortunately, he decided uh, I'm gonna focus and rely heavily on. CGI set pieces, CGI backgrounds and characters. I'm going to add in a bunch of stuff, which is not just out of left field necessarily, because I think everything he added in was at the very least in the uh, in the index or the indices, whatever it's called. So they're all relevant. The issue is that it's adding it in a way that is very convoluted. And then also by doing so, he's leaving out other things that are actually in the proper book as, as well. So yeah, no, I, I totally agree. The end result, the entire product is, is, is incredibly, um, incredibly flawed. The appendices. Thank you, uh, slicer. Um, but yeah. All right. Let us see. Uh, Jeremy do it. Or do it. What's going on? Welcome to the chat. Let's see. Father says, I think I poked the bear regarding meat on Fridays. Oh, you de- you definitely poked the bear, Father. You definitely poked the bear, for sure. Because it, it just brings up all of the atrocities that have happened since the 1960s. And obviously, that is the very least of the issues that have popped up since the 1960s. Specifically from 1970. Um, loss of faith, less people in the receiving the sacraments, so many things stemming from all these issues. Anyway, uh, Govet Dig says, wasn't Mel Gibson pretty strict Catholic? Yeah, based on what we know, uh, he is, I believe he's still a practicing Catholic. I, I've heard some rumor that he is what's known as a sede vacantist. I can't confirm that, so don't quote me on that. Essentially, it's the mindset that uh, we haven't had a true pope in a while, and the current pope isn't the true pope. 
I don't know if he holds to that or, or not. Um, but e- even though there is clearly a incorrect, uh, there is an incorrect thought he, he has there because sedevicantism is not correct. It is inaccurate. It is not based in uh, reality. Because the only way that one can be said of a contest and it have it make any sense is if a council were to actually be called together and the thoughts that they were putting forward were verified. But until that happens, they they can't do what they're doing or claim what they're claiming. And so therefore all that they are are schismatic at this point. <laughs> so it's like it's like, okay, even if you you have certain points that you're making here without an authoritative council confirming and clarifying the things you're saying you have nothing except for you putting yourself uh outside of of the body of christ in this way so but even with that being said though i think that uh that being of course a big issue it is still something that they uh, he he again i imagine that if i were to go to just a general concept of conversations with prayer, sacraments, things like that. We would be probably very much on on the same page with those kinds of things. With the biggest disagreement of all, of course, being the fact that I completely recognize that Pope Francis is a legitimate pope. Though I also have my concerns about him as well, of course. Gonzalo says with bacon. Okay, yeah. Bacon on pizza is fantastic, for sure. Uh, see, Andrew Hoyle says, I make my own pizza, so I think I'll experiment at the weekend with pineapple to see what the fuss is about. Andrew, no. Don't do it. No. <laughs> oh, don't put yourself through it. Uh, let's see. General Wingster, I recently got some nice anniversary editions of the Hobbit Lord of the Rings books. Can't wait to reread them. Yeah, I got... I don't have them next to me, but they are... They're actually pocket-sized editions of the books with these nice, I think it's technically like faux leather bindings. And even though the text is on the small side, it is really nice. And I was really enjoying reading it. It just, again, got um, caught up with the stay at, being stay-at-home dad for the summer. So uh, I really want to get back. I want to do so much. I'm like in such a reading mode. I've been printing stuff out. Uh, I've been collecting a bunch of documents that I know that I want to read throughout the year as well. And really comes down to having the time really to dedicate to it. Cause obviously I've got to do all my stuff with school with uh, baby Thor, obviously spend time with the family, you know, with my wife, obviously the pups as well. So trying to balance all that stuff, but also still I'm wanting, I'm wanting to learn. I, I am that person where I, I love learning things. I love being able to, to find out more things about it. I'm listening to a great talk right now. Uh, speaking of, you know, of the Catholic <laughs> conversation that we've been having throughout, uh, throughout the stream, there is this really great uh, Catholic speaker from back in the day called Michael Davies. And I, I'm listening to this talk he gave about the mass and it, it truly is brilliant. And it really, I think, is a great understanding of what things were like, especially back in, I want to say he was speaking at this time, I think it was in the 80s, early 90s, and kind of what the sentiment was at the time, and also, again, the very good, legitimate points that are being brought up and the issues that do exist in in the way the, the, the documents were brought up um, and implemented, and the time bombs, as they're known as. You know, when you have a phrase in one of the documents that says, you know, there should be no innovations unless it is for the good of the church, 
that which is such a broad statement, it makes complete sense as to why a bishop or a priest could take that and say, oh, we're going to strip out altar rails, whether the people want it or not, because we think that it's for the good of the church. So it's those kinds of things. It's those kinds of ambiguous statements that led to so many abuses. And again, it comes down to the most recent mode proprio where what does Pope Francis say is the biggest issue? It's not the abuses that have happened from Vatican II, from the Norris Ordo. Oh, no, it's those trads. It's those very small majority, small minority of all of the people of God who are the big problem, the big issue. It's ridiculous. It really is. And I, I pray for the Holy Father. I pray for his conversion because Lord knows he needs all those prayers that he could possibly get. He, he Again, I pray for his and for many in the hierarchy's conversion um, because they need it. They need it so badly right now with so many things going on. Not to mention, that's not even bringing up the, the China deal where underground Catholics were thrown under the bus in China for a deal with the communists. That, to me, is already at a point where it's just, again, if there was a council in the future that went back and condemned certain actions that took place during this and the last couple of pontificates, it would not surprise me, to say the least. Uh, let's see, Andrew Hayes says here, by the way, I had a pizza last weekend. I think COVID screwed up my taste buds because the pepperoni lover's pizza from Domino's didn't taste the same. Well, it depends also. Sometimes you go to a different Domino's, which I don't know if you did or not. That can sometimes have an impact. And just sometimes different days you feel in a different way. Jeremy Zakowski, I love the quote from Smog in the 1977 Hobbit film where he boasts himself. Oh, yeah, he's talking about, he's talking about, uh, you know, it's like, my claws are like spears. Oh, yeah, it's so fantastic. It's so awesome. I mean, there are so many great, if you hated the live action Hobbit films and you like the Hobbit book and you've never seen the 1970s uh, cartoon, it is definitely not, you know, a 100% faithful adaptation, but it's as it's so much closer. It's so much closer and also it's just it's fun and and, and kind-hearted and it doesn't add in all of the nonsense. Anyway, uh, Lost Soldier says, Sing it, brother. Speaking of bearded... Ba- oh, thank you. Well, I, I appreciate the kind words there. I appreciate that, good sir. From misty mountains cold To dungeons deep and caverns old I wish I, I, wish I was a bass. I would love to be able to sing that in proper bass. Um, <laughs> Fat Jarbo in the chat. <laughs> Welcome, Fat Jarbo. Please uh, don't false flag me. Uh, I would appreciate that. We, we, we have a, a clean stream here, good sir. Um, uh, Orange Hat says the fact that China hates Shang Chi, they should want back. They should went back and put up the original dragon Fing Fong Foom in there to stick it to the CCP. <laughs> As someone who has no frame of reference on what that is and who that is, I, I say okay. You go right ahead, <laughs> Mr. Roy. What's up, good sir? One of my chosen of Valhalla. Uh, let's see, Punk Waddle, who's a member, says, Oh, and what about just Canadian bacon? You don't even have to see it. A Get a getaway, getaway topping to the forbidden pizza fruit. <laughs> well, Canadian bacon is essentially ham, right? And it's weird. Ham is one of the only meats that I've never liked. I've never been a fan. Uh, I've never been a fan of, of ham. It's just never been my thing. I don't know why. 
Um, but no, I think there are definitely some things that uh, could definitely be a substitute. I think I'm leaning more so towards, and the, and the other reason why is this, because, <laughs> yeah, I love Gary, and I love all of my FNT compatriots, but when we're told, yeah, we're going to start at this time, and then hours later we're starting, I'm like, okay, well, now my pizza's cold. So part of me is like, you know, take care of all the food in the beginning, and then by the time we start, I can have, you know, a, a dessert ready or something. And again, maybe do like an ice cream cam or something like that, you know? Uh, let's see, Simon Phoenix, what's going on? Blast from the past. Uh, Andrew Hayes, tag to say, it's so sad. I haven't seen a movie at a movie theater in almost two years. Dang, dude. It It's worth going back, dude. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Even with, to be honest, one of my favorite things about theaters before the pandemic was going when you're like the only one in the theater. And now, <laughs> sad to say, you are going to be in a lot more situations where you will be able to have that experience. Uh, the issue that I've been having is that because no one's going to see it, a lot of the theater owners don't really care about keeping up their uh, their theaters in tip-top shape. The biggest issue, of course, being the bulbs in the projectors. Nothing drives me more nuts than when I can see the flickering of a bulb because it's clearly getting towards the end of its life. Punk Waddle then says... Odin's dessert pizza cam? No, 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 no. It wouldn't be both together. It would just be a dessert cam. Uh, the R tagged over on Odyssey. Thank you for tagging. It says, just a general question. Instead of attacking Pope Francis, can a heretic be automatically considered to be removed from the papacy? So here's the thing. A, a renowned and pervasive heretic, right? There have been some saints. Robert Bellarmine, I think, has, has one of the key takes on this point that if a pope were ever to fall into formal heresy, that they would lose the office of the papacy. The issue is that the only person who can judge a, a pope is, is God, um, for, for lack of a better expression, right? Because the pope is, is the head of the visible church. So the only way that a pope could be declared a formal heretic and therefore could lose the office of the papacy would be that a general council of bishops would have to be called and it would have to be declared. And that is not likely to happen and it's not happening. So the issue with the set of a contest position especially is that they just assume that it has happened on their own authority and so, because of that, they assume then that they are simply correct, and that, therefore, they don't have to recognize him as the Pope anymore. But again, they're jumping the gun. They're, they're skipping a major step, which is that, yes, in general, the concept and the, and the precept is there. There, there, is some, uh, there is some, I guess you could say, oh, what's the word I'm looking for there? I guess you could say that there is some pre... I want to say preamble, but I know that's not really the word for it. Uh, there is precedent. There is, there is some precedent for that type of thinking. But the key there is is you need to have a council invoked and called by the bishops of the world to declare said pope. And that's not going to happen with the vast majority of, of not just cardinals, but also uh, many, many more bishops having been chosen... Uh, by Pope Francis, and also by many of them very much fitting in as well with with the type of mindset that he is uh, pushing forward as well. 
So that's stuff that would only happen after the fact. So all we can do now, what we are expected to do now as members of the laity is we are to assume the best. So to pray for the Pope, to pray for his conversion, uh, and to pray for a, uh, a resolution to this at some point. But it's not up to us as members of the laity to make those, <laughs> to hold the trial ourselves, because we don't have the authority to do so. We can call things out, of course, but Mark Y, thanks for subscribing to the channel. Uh, let's see, Lost Soldier 212, bro, pineapple pizza is a norm here in Hawaii. Coming from New York, I thought it was sacrilege at first. You add bacon to anything, and I may eat it. Poke, uh, poke raw tuna pizza or kimchi hot dogs, though. Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. No, not, no, um, I, I would say nay-nay to that, but uh, I know that it is definitely a cultural thing in certain areas, and then I can at least understand it, but <sighs> Gonzalo says it's better than yours. Again, I, I kind of need to know, right? I assume that that was a reference to my milkshake comment, <laughs> since, I, since I do see the comment after. Okay, I got, I got that at least. Soul Assassin, Odin's milkshake cams bring all the views to Asgard. <laughs> Oh, uh, I would have so many questions about <laughs> the makeup of my audience. <laughs> Alice McCarthy says, pizza and ice cream? That's like attitude era to PG era. Or is it the other way around? Because then I could bring the glory of the ice cream to Friday Night Tights. And, and you get that one for free. Normally, you have to give an ice cream donation on uh, DLive to get that kind of service. Evan S. says, We had a solemn high mass this weekend at my parish to celebrate former pastor for his 50th ordination anniversary. Uh, Father Skiller was subdeacon and gave the homily. Can I send you the homily? Yeah, Evan S., please do, man. Absolutely. Would love to see that. And glad you were able to go to a solemn high mass. I will say, you know, I'm very thankful for my local parish to offer a, a Misa Cantata, but I personally am drawn very much to the low mass. I, I love the silence of the low mass because... It allows it allows you to pray. It, it allows you to pray and to offer worship. That's why we're there. We're not there for us. We're not there for a show. We're not there for the, for the priest or the bishop to walk down and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" No, no, no. It's all about me. It's the me show. No, it's, that's why it should be ad orientum. That's why when you actually look to the documents of Vatican II, yeah, there's nothing in there about, oh yes, you have to face the people. Oh yes, you have to rip the altar rails out. No, because of the language in the documents being ambiguous, people were able to basically do whatever they wanted. And again, instead of focusing on those abuses, oh no, it's it's the trads. Those those are the ones that are the problem. But guess what? If we instead were to take these measures to refocus our attention on Christ, that's how we move forward. That's how we're able to do something about it. But is it going to happen? I don't know. All I can do is hope and pray. Um, but man, oh man, I, I, I hope and pray that my own... This, this is the issue with the minimum voto proprio is that you have a lot of restrictions on new uh, masses being added because I, I would love to be able to go to a daily low mass. That would... I think that that would just be something beneficial to the soul um, because I do have difficulty praying. I have ADD and being in a position where I know I could be in a specific place, a specific time, being in a, 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 a place of worship and a forum and a rite of worship that truly enables one to offer 
quiet, reflective worship, proper worship to God. Great way, I think, to start a day. So I pray for that. That I pray for so often. Andrew Hayes, the Hobbit movies are only good for scenes that came straight out of the books. The first movie had two scenes, the dwarves singing the song in Bilbo's house and the riddles in the dark. Yeah, riddles in the dark obviously was great, but Andy Serkis is definitely the person to to thank for that one. No doubt about it. All right, so I'm at 7.54 in the chat. It's 8.11. So yeah, I'm just about 20 minutes behind, as I said, 20 minutes behind as I normally, uh, normally fall. Hardwick says, M4's book edit of the hobbit is edited version of the movies it's extremely thorough there are even new special effects added to remove junk like gold covered smog ah okay i didn't mind gold gold covered smog as much the cg not so much but the concept not so much that was a lot of not so much uh, yeah, Mel Gibson, uh, I, I thought that he was a sedivacontist. So, and yeah, for anyone who, who wasn't there in the beginning, that just means that it's a, it's a, it's a Catholic who denies that the Pope is the Pope, um, either because of invalid, uh, elections from previous eras. There's different types of sedivacontists. There's some who say we haven't had a valid Pope since Pius the 12th or, Again, I forget exactly how far it goes back. The more common of the ones you see now are the ones that would say Pope Francis is not the Pope. There's also this other uh, group called what are called Benny Plentist. Those are ones that still believe that Pope Benedict is is the Pope. And in, in both cases, there there is no ground for them to stand on. And as I said, the, the only way that any of those positions would ever be confirmed would be years after the fact, most likely, and it would only be if a council was called and it was declared um, by the Pope, by a future Pope and council together. And it's probably not going to uh, be, at least not in that way, happen. Gonzalo Bergali, stream blink for everyone, or just me? I don't know. I don't know there. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews says, I was about to say, I know what Sede Vicante means. Movies are my friend in that instance, Angels and Demons. Yeah, there you go. Sad to hear that you're learning about Catholicism from Angels and Demons because Dan Brown is not is not one that's very kind to Catholicism. <laughs> but yeah, Sede Vicante, empty chair. So the concept is that there is no actual Pope because the chair, the seat is empty. See, Rhaegar Targaryen says, so basically, instead of a contest is a Protestant sect, it isn't. It's more of a schismatic Catholic group, more so, um, because a, instead of a contest still holds to core Catholic teachings, Catholic moral teachings, uh, liturgical traditions as well. The, the only thing that they, usually the one thing that they don't have is the belief in the Pope, meaning they don't have a connection with the Pope. And the general definition of schism is when you are not united to the Pope. And so if you deny who the Pope is, well, obviously that uh, creates a bit of a problem there. So they're more so in line with a the Eastern Orthodox. Think more so Eastern Orthodox in, in their, their position. But obviously it's still not the same necessarily either but it's similar however says among other changes the m4 book edit removes the orcs until the final battle removes tariel except for a five second cameo and hundreds of other changes it keeps the things as they were in the book nice very cool so it actually makes it watchable from from what i'm hearing that's that's nice to hear 
Uh, Rhaegar, you didn't tag me in this one, but I, I did want to point it out. So the SSPX is not in the same boat um, as Sede Vacantis because the SSPX is not in schism, though there are some that try to argue that they have a schismatic mindset. And the reason why is because they recognize Pope Francis as the Pope, they pray for the Pope, they believe in and accept papal authority. The issue they have is that, as I mentioned, there are some documents, specifically in Vatican II, where the wording is ambiguous, and they cannot um, sign on to those documents fully because of those ambiguous uh, comments and phrases. So they are what we describe is they are canonically irregular. So they are not in, they're not in disunity. They're also not in full communion or order. They're canonically irregular is the proper uh, phrase to describe the SSPX. Um, and obviously this is, this is something that is very much debated, not just among traditionals, uh, traditional Catholics, but also other Catholics in general. Um, but they're not in the same boat because they do recognize Pope Francis as the Pope. Their issue comes more so to the ambiguous phrases that do exist in the documents of Vatican II and also the way in which the new missile, the new mass, came about. Which, if you look to the history of the development of the new mass and that missile, there are a lot of objectively problematic issues going on uh, within it. Just look up a little bit about Annabelle Bonini, especially. Uh, Joey Horn likes Michael Davies. I'm just discovering him. Uh, he's a very good speaker. And uh, so far, enjoying uh, the conversation about the mass that he's giving. Uh, let's see. Lost Soldier says, you have a baby Thor. Any plans for a baby Freya or a baby Baldor? Um, in the future, yes. Right now, we're just enjoying baby Thor. But in the future, definitely open to to more. We're hoping not for a Loki, though. Because uh, that would be a, a little chaotic. Kara says, I love learning new things as well. I'm really getting into World War One and learning about other ocean liners too. There's quite a few things about them throughout the years. Yeah, same here. Uh, my wife and I just yesterday started playing again on our Switch, uh, a, a Trivial Pursuit. So when I got the Switch, I was getting some games and I wanted to see if there was any games that maybe she, because she's not much of a gamer, but some that she might be interested in. And there was this one game on the Switch called Game Night and it has... Uh, a bunch of just random games that typically are, are like board games and stuff. And there is a Trivial Pursuit one. And the concept would be that, you know, it keeps itself updated. So when the, when the app gets an update, it can update the questions to stay relevant and stuff. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it was, it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of questions where we don't know the answers to. And then some where we do. And it's it's been a lot of fun. It's a great way to bond in a nerdy way over Trivial Pursuit. Uh, Harwick says, I don't think Tover Grace prequel fan edit is available, but there are dozens of prequel fan edits. Some of them are impressive. I'm a big fan of fan edits. I've been into them for over uh, for over a decade. Yeah, fan edits I'm not as much into because I know that, for instance, in the original trilogy, uh, the OG Star Wars trilogy, there is a fan edit uh, that a lot of people enjoy, and it, it, it adds certain things to try and make it. For me, that's an issue just because I don't think there is a lot to, to add to make the original Star Wars better. I'm much more interested, as I've mentioned previously, in Harmy's Despecialized Edition and the Project 4K titles as well, since they are trying more so to preserve the original film and bring the original film back to back to its glory uh, and, and try and fix the mistakes that were put in in those, uh, those cursed special editions. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I stand on those. 
Let's see. Snortapoopus says, Richard Boone, paladin from Have Gun Will Travel, did the voice of Smaug of the 77 animated version. I don't know actually much about Have Gun Will Travel, but I can say the voice of Smaug in the 77 cartoon was fantastic. Everything about the 77 really is great. Soul Assassin, I saw this. The, my favorite line, bar none, of anything with YouTube drama is, is that. Now, wait a minute, Matt. Now, wait a minute. No. I, I agree. On a shirt? No doubt. <laughs> Just on a red shirt. Says, my only problem with the 77 Hobbit is the Rankin base animation style great googly eye. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a perfect animation by any means. As I said, I did point out, it's not necessarily a, f- a completely faithful adaptation of the novel, but it's a lot more faithful than the live-action movies, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Father says, Speaking of Shang-Chi, do you, think, do, do you want to do a reading of the Chinese pilots who crashed Ting Wong and We Too Low? Ha ha ha. Oh, Father. <laughs> Evan S., how can you be Catholic and not like ham? It's like the divine meats. Please explain that to me. How, how, how is ham a divine meat? I don't get that. I don't get that. Uh, Crisco, what are your thoughts on Illumination Entertainment Films? Uh, Despicable Me, Secret Life of Pets, Sing, etc.? I like the first Secret Life of Pets because I love dogs. I love animals. So I have a bias to that film. So I really couldn't tell you, because it's been a long time since I've seen it, whether it kind of holds up in an objective way. But subjectively, I loved it just because I love animals. So I was just like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is a lot of fun here. Um, the, the first Despicable Me is pretty great. I love the kids in that movie. The, the relationship between them and, and Gru is great. All the other ones to me are just kind of throwaway, not needed cash grab stuff. So, anyway. Uh, let's see. Regar Targaryen says, Fing Fong Foom is an ancient Chinese alien dragon in Marvel Comics. He is the source of power of the original Mandarin because that is where he gets his ten finger rings. Ah! So, it's kind of like the dragon from Dragon Ball Z. Okay, got it. <laughs> and there's someone out there who's like... How dare you compare them? And others who might say, eh, I guess if that works for you is how you would envision it in your head. Punkwaddle says, I meant like a dessert pizza, like chocolate cookie pie. Ooh, okay, yeah. Dude, uh, like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't survive cookie cake. I love cookie cake. I couldn't survive that every week, though. Oh, yeah, what do you have? I'm just having a cookie cake every week. <laughs> Uh, it would be more so of uh, be more so ice cream, because then I could you know totally bring in the shtick from D Live, as D Live has been very quiet in in recent months, sadly, and uh, because of that, I could bring in the ice cream dynamic over there and annoy probably tons of more people who already aren't fans. Um, Mark, uh, rather, Jeremy Zakowski says, Mass Mandate had started in my state and it's going to hurt my local movie theaters. It is. It's going to hurt all businesses. Every single business is going to get hit by that for sure. Father says, Will we have a new corpse trial after the next pope is elected? Oh, I hope we don't have a corpse trial, but I do think we do need to have a, 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 a whether it's a synod 
or an ecumenical council, we need one to clarify things. If, if there's one thing that I think all of us, anyone who's here who's Catholic, whether you're trad cat or not, can agree on, is that we need a council to clarify what these documents from Vatican II actually mean and to actually go after the liturgical abuses in a direct way and to actually make declarative statements again. That was the biggest issue with Vatican II was there were no real declarative statements. There were no anathematized statements really made during the council. But we, we need to have that. We need to say, if you do this, you are anathema. If this action happens at your church, then you are anathema. We need to have that back. Because not having that type of mentality has led to the huge amounts of abuse happening in the church in a wide variety of ways. Sorry, it's kind of turned into a little bit of, of a theological stream as well, but I do like to allow the streams in certain ways to, to open up a little bit. But we're at the seven-minute mark, so if y'all can slow down in the chat just a little bit, I would definitely appreciate that. But just to make sure uh, I get the points from the title out, because I have mentioned them already, Shang-Chi box office likely to be the lowest in MCU history. A lot of that's because of the character being unknown and, of course, the fact that there isn't a whole lot to look forward to when it comes to the MCU. They're, they're just not providing, even in their trailers, anything as far as content re- related to really drive people and make people pretty happy um, uh, to, to actually want to go out and see it. And then with the whole Cowboy Bebop situation, I'm going to be honest, I, I think that it's being overblown on both sides uh, because for me, I, I think that the character should look like the character. So that's where I would say that the, the woman is totally wrong. Not to mention the logic that she uses does not actually hold up, does not actually, you know, hold any water whatsoever. What I would rather want is I would like personally, I would like to have a much more modest approach to the costume that still pays tribute to the costume, right? Similar colors, similar design, but a much more modest approach. I'm fine with the modesty, but that's clearly not what what the woman complaining about fans was going for there. And obviously, the several pictures of cosplayers, among so many other things, not to mention the fact that she contradicted herself by the pictures coming up from uh, other films that she's done, specifically one film that she's done, where she is wearing much less than what's in this film and, and moving a lot. And so, again, very much is is being uh, contradictory there. So again, those are just my thoughts. If anyone missed those thoughts, those were my general thoughts as we get these last questions coming in. All right, let's see. We got Hardwick coming to say, are you aware of the 1990 version of Treasure Island? It stars Charlton Heston as Long John Silver and Christian Bale as Jim Hawkins and the most faithful adaptation of the book. I have not actually seen that. I, I will say, though, I will say, though, that I think that what um, what is the best adaptation of Treasure Island is actually Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet, if you've never seen it before, it's one of the last hand-drawn animations. There is some non-hand-drawn stuff in there, but as far as hand-drawn, hand-drawn animations, it's one of the last hand-drawn animation films to come out from, from Disney. It was really screwed over in a lot of ways, but it is probably one of the best animated films that they ever did. It's incredibly underrated. It's a beautiful story. Um, a really great rendition as well of, of the of the story, which of course very much is inspired by Treasure Island. So I've not seen that one, but I can say Treasure Plan is definitely up there. 
See, Evan S. says, The path to hell laid with the bones of bishops, priests, and nuns that turned the faithful away from God. Absolutely. Woe to those shepherds that lead the sheep astray. Be better for a millstone to be thrown around their neck and then tossed into the sea. Absolutely. Jam Cruz, what's up, bro? He says, was Shang-Chi still a triumph, though? <laughs> Depends on what you mean. I, I mean, at this point, doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it's going to be. Lost Soldier, you find so many new cultural things here in Hawaii. It's pretty cool. And not just talking about food. Well, I imagine that there's just so much rich history and culture in such a small location, too, you know? Let's see, Rosie G12. Oh, and unfortunately, the hard left have infiltrated institutions of life, worst of all, the church. Yeah, education system, the church as well. And we see this especially in the aftermath of Vatican II. Because if you actually go through, and I'm in the process of doing it myself, if you actually go through many of the documents of Vatican II, you don't see a lot of what we saw in the so-called spirit of Vatican II. And that's why we really do need a synod or council to say, okay, We've let this go on for too long. Let us actually go to what did the documents actually say? Who has actually been following these documents and who's been abusing them? And there need to be ramifications. That's the only way that we're going to get things back on track. Because this whole loosey-goosey, whatever, 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 is losing souls. Punk Waddle, there's something to be said about the assembly, not just about, uh, not just the stuff about forsaking it. What? See, Evan S. says, My friend's wife teaches at a local all-girls Catholic school and has daily mass. She doesn't go because it's not in Latin. Well, yeah, we at my school, we have daily mass. And I, I'm, again, very respectful of, of, of our priests, very respectful of everyone else. And I, I choose not to. I do go, of course, to the school-wide liturgies. And that is a matter of, again, the fact that I do recognize that there is validity Obviously, within the Mass, the sacrifice does take place. Christ is indeed made present in in the Mass. But when it comes to the questions of things like, is it fitting? Is it a fitting form of worship? Is it a, you know, some question even of legitimacy when you look to the history of the development of this specific missile? I think there's a lot of questions that can be raised on this. Validity, though, is not one, right? It's clearly a valid one. But with this, it does more so to try to avoid any sense of scandal because obviously to have a teacher a religious teacher at that not being present is a bit of a problem plus it gives me a time to try and uh, focus on prayer it gives me a time to focus on prayer jkd buck you're coming in right at the very end Again, we are going to wrap things up here we're right about at time so again please if y'all could not put any more comments in the chat i would greatly appreciate that over on Odyssey, what's going on? Odyssey, sir. Thomas, Zerb, uh, Zer- I always do it, mess it up. Zerbskin, uh, thank you for the 100 donation over there. The hyper chat donation over there for the tip. It says, make sure to verify your cash account so you can continue getting tips. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, now there's cash tips allowed over on Odyssey. And I, 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 I think I have to get that set up before it can be allowed. But thank you for the reminder, Thomas. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for everything y'all are doing. So glad to see things like pinned comments and moderators just add a little bit more. We'd love to be able to integrate it into the Restream chat. If y'all can get uh, somehow connected with Restream, that would make everything just so much easier for so many reasons. Anyway, 
Thank you, good sir, for that donation, though. I appreciate it. Jiggity Buck. <laughs> Dan Brown wrote The Da Vinci Turd. It's a great work of fiction. It is a great work of fiction, for sure. Uh, Thursday Warrior. Well, the Catholic Church has the precedent of Pope uh, Formosus to fall back on. Maybe Francis can be retroactively defrocked. So there, again, as I said, and, and we can have these types of conversations, but we require a council and a pope to be able to actually bring these about. The issue with, again, going back to Sede Contist or Benny Plenist or whatever group that they're a part of rejecting the papacy is that they cannot claim their own authority in making this decision. Even if the logic is sound, even if they can go back and, and point out a, a great saint of the church like Robert Bellarmine, they themselves do not hold the authority to hold the Pope to that standard. That doesn't mean that the overall proposition is wrong, but it does mean that what they are doing and the way they are going about it is clearly wrong. Um, so, again, that could theoretically happen, um, and that's why prayers need to be sent to the Holy Father. I would rather, uh, I want to pray for the Holy Father, and I pray for the Holy Father. I pray for his conversion, because clearly there is a lot going on. Uh, within the Holy Father, and I think that he needs our prayers more than ever before for his conversion, and I think that especially we need to pray for the church as well, uh, because we are absolutely in a, um, you know, an eclipse. It's important to recognize as well, but when I say the church, I don't mean the body of Christ, because the body of Christ has triumphed, will triumph, and, and nothing can can darken that, but the the physical entity and the physical persons that make up the church are being impacted, are being, in many cases, lost. I have seen it in my own family, people who have fallen away from the faith. I've had family convert away from the faith to other faith as well. I've seen the impact of this loosey-goosey post-Vatican II world. And what I've seen in the traditional movement, most especially, is a movement led by the youth, by the way, to truly, I think, embrace the traditions of the church, which I think are going to bring a lot more people back. The experiment was tried. Innovate. Make things more Protestant. That's going to bring more people in. Didn't work. Didn't work. Let's go back to tradition, because that clearly is actually a lot more effective at least based on what we're seeing so far. Punk Waddle, I will agree to the good Red Robin in a good meal. I've had some that weren't up uh, as up to par or were okay. Why is Red Robin being brought up here? Um, General Wingster, oh, no, you're not ready to adopt yet. No, no, I, I, I'm not. That's why I said Punk Waddle. Maybe in the sense that uh, in the New Testament they were told that pork was okay to eat, but it wasn't that divine before then. Well, again, pork is one thing. Ham is another, right? Ham as a cut of meat is the one type I don't like. But I love me some bacon. I love me some sausage. All right? There's tons of pork stuff that I like. I love pulled pork. I have no problem with pork. It's ham. It's sliced ham. I have an issue with chickadee buck. Those who work with me say I'm like Gru from Despicable Me. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> I could see it going both ways there uh, in a lot of ways. <laughs> I could see it really going both ways. Uh, Andrew Hayes says what's a corpse trial look up uh, I, I don't have much time to go into it look up 
just Google or DuckDuckGo, more preferably use DuckDuckGo. I've been using DuckDuckGo a lot lately and I love it. Um, but just look up the time a pope was put on trial as a corpse. So that's what we mean by a corpse trial. Literally, uh, a pope dug up his predecessor and put the corpse on trial. Fun times. <laughs> Rosie says, Odin, you'll never get that counsel with the hard left turn the church's hierarchy has made. Here's the thing, Rosie G12. Never say never. I still honestly believe that all the things that have happened are being allowed to happen, right? They're, they're being allowed to happen. I do not think, based on the fact that they clearly violate first principles, but I definitely think that it's not a part of the direct will of God, but it's clearly a part of the permissive will of God. It's being allowed to happen. And therefore, we do have to take it within that context. However, that does not mean that we just sit back and say, oh, the Holy Spirit, because this is what some people fall back to. They say, oh, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. It's like, okay, we can say the Holy Spirit allowed for certain things to happen, but we also have to have that more nuanced approach to say, okay, but can we actually defend positions that contradict what came before? Because if we are going to do the whole hermeneutic of continuity, which after this motu proprio is really blown up, if we're going to go that route and read this in light of tradition, there are a lot of things that exist now that do not coincide with tradition. And, and the mass is a very major part of that. You don't have a mass that only has 40% of what came before and can somehow say it's a continuation. You can't have a mass that currently exists that was made by committee, made by committee, first time ever in the history of the church where that's ever happened before, and say that that mass is the only, and this is the words of Pope Francis, the only expression of, of the Roman Rite, where the other ancient, dating back over a millennium, somehow is not. So there's a lot of issues there, for sure. Father says, hope you can join my Catholic stream either this Saturday or next. Still trying to nail down the date. Uh, I'm going to try and do my best. You all, you always know, Father, uh, it's always a tough time in general because that's when I'm trying to do some yard work. Uh, and obviously, uh, trying to take over mornings, baby Thor, making sure that uh, wifey's not dealing with it uh, all by herself. Joey Horn, bebop, boop, exactly. Hardwick, all right, I need to start skipping some comments. Hardwick Preservations and Fan Edits both have their different merits. When it comes to the OT, for example, I like the original special and its fan edits. The more, the merrier. Yeah, I mean, I understand why people would like a lot of those things, but yeah. Uh, piano, piano, piano M says Marvel's trying to get back to square one where the first Marvel movies came out. There are no planned universe. Disney didn't even own it. Then they think they can just start from scratch again. Yeah. And they're not, they're not going to be able to. And the early indications of the, um, of the numbers are, are clearly showing that right for sure. All righty, let me try and get through as many of these as I can. Soul Assassin, you say Treasure Planet, I'll raise you Muppet. Oh, Muppet, oh, yes, I will agree. Pizza Planet, Um. okay, I don't remember Pizza Planet the movie. I am assuming that that's just a, a Toy Story reference. There is a film, though, I think it was a Disney Channel original movie where there was a scene where there was a tree that actually had um, pizza growing off of it. And I was like, I want that tree to exist, a tree that the fruit of the tree is pizza. 
Bangwaddle, oh, my comment about the assembly was in response to you saying you can focus when you are at mass uh, or the congregation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, for for me, especially when obviously I go to these these school wide ones, yeah, I just stay in a state of of focus. I, I typically get out my rosary. Um, we had a, a a bishop present the last one, and walking around, turning it into a show, really making a mockery of the holy sacrifice, in my own humble opinion. So I got on my rosary very quickly and just started praying for him and, and praying for the children, praying for me too, because I don't want to feel anger towards um, anyone, let alone a superior. Rob D. Oh, I got my pizza, boneless wings, cheese sticks, just in time for the end. Um, and again, if any comments are skipped, I apologize, but I do need um, to wrap things up because I am over time tonight souls asking what about poor boys you like those okay they're 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 po boys all right we call them po boys not poor boys i know it comes from that but uh, po boys is how we shorten it bruce pulled pork is the dive dude pulled pork so good by the way here in tennessee uh they can make pulled pork that's so good you don't even need to have any seasoning or rather sorry no sauce it's so good you don't even need sauce it's pretty phenomenal. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. Okay. Trying to get through these last comments. And boom. Got it. Awesome. Goo, woo, goo, goo, woo. Thank you all very much for being here tonight. This was a fun, fun stream. Got to talk about all the things. And also got to talk about one of my favorite passions, which, of course, is uh, my faith. And again, I want to say thank you to every person out there who did donate um, uh, to help out Tina and also for everyone who have sent their thoughts and to prayers over, um, over to those in New Orleans and along the Gulf Coast who got impacted by the storm down there. So again, love you guys so very much for that love and support. Before I head out, though, I do, of course, want to give a huge shout out to my YouTube members who are at the Army of Asgard level and above. It's one of the perks you get when you are at that level on YouTube. Shout out to Jonathan Marshall, Eric K, Cornelius Schultz, Fatigator, Gonzalo Bergali, Soul Extraction, George Molo. Grim's Math, Wicked Plumber, Gomer Kyle 79, Kara Tharp, Dadman Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Orange Hat Reviews, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all freaking amazing. Thanks to anyone who watched over on Odyssey. I know there were people in and out today. Thank you for smashing that fire button over there. For watching anywhere else, thank you. Again, especially to my YouTube fam. Didn't see anyone really on the DLive fam pop up today, but thank you uh, if you were watching on any of those other platforms. Shout out to all of my members, uh, whether they are at the Arm of Asgard level above or not. And of course, I do want to shout out GormaKyle79, who is a Patreon member. I've not added to the video yet. Tomorrow, September 1st, is going to be, of course, the, the new uh, processing. Don't worry if you entered into the giveaway for the Snatch 4K, and for any reason you are not continuing on next month. Uh, if you are entered in, that is locked in, and so you would still be eligible for that. But if you do want to have access to that giveaway, think about signing up. The links are in the description of the video. Top link is a Willow link, which brings you to all of my social media links and other ways you can support the channel. Also, please send some love to Tina and stuff, the best mods in the business. Empress of the Universe, Tina, who is phenomenal. Stephanie B, who is also phenomenal. They do an amazing job. And again, Stephanie B, getting up that, uh, that GoFundMe set up for Tina and also... Again, 
give yourselves a round of applause as well for everyone that was able to donate anything, but also anyone that was able to give a kind word, a kind thought, or a prayer to Tina as she's going through this is has been truly phenomenal. And I do also want to say prayers out to, again, the Gulf Coast and also to all those still in Afghanistan, something that I didn't talk about really a whole lot today, but there are apparently American citizens that have been abandoned and stranded in Afghanistan. So we pray for their safety. We pray also for the people of Afghanistan who do not want violence, who do not want people taking over in this way, and are also in many ways being left behind to uh, to, to uh, possibly lead and, and to have a fate um, uh, of death or even worse than death in certain ways. And so we, we keep them in our prayers. And I always like to say this in my classes, but let's pray to an end to violence and end to war in our world, that we can come to peace and that we can be the ones inspired during this time in this generation to be those peacemakers that our world so desperately needs right now in our world. So anyway, thank you all again very much for your love, for your support. You guys are awesome. Uh, prayer for everyone who also got impacted by any of the storms. You guys are great. Love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. I will see some of you on Friday Night Tights. And as always, if you have comments or questions, again, there's different ways to contact me on social media, email, etc. You guys are awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Stephanie B. mentions military dogs left behind as well. It's, it's already bad enough you're leaving humans behind, but then also service animals as well. As you all know, I'm a big uh, dog lover. Broke, broke my heart too. You guys are great. Hug a dog. Also, uh, thank a soldier. Thank them for their service and keep them also in your prayers as well. You guys are great. Love you. Have a wonderful night as always. God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my August locals, Patreon, and subscribe star members. Starting off with my locals crew, Cats App, The Real It, D Sharp, Biffer the Hobbit, Robert Barnes, and Goblin Squatch. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Locals. And now on to my Patreon members, Andrew Hoyle, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Lance, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And lastly, to my subscribe star peeps, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And a shout-out to one new member, Hannibal Grimm. And a huge shout-out to newest members, Brandon and Joe Horn. Thank you all very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And to everyone for supporting me on these platforms. Also, a shout-out to all of my YouTube members. You get shout-out at the end of every single live stream. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and every video, please check out my Locals Patreon subscribe star. Uh, and you can go ahead and find those links in the top link of this description. You can find it's called the Willow link, and it'll have a list to literally all of the social media platforms and all of the different ways that you can support the channel. If you join at the $1 level, you can actually get your name shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream. $5 level, you 
gives you that. Plus, you get access to exclusive giveaways of 4K titles. Right now, I've got tons of 4K steelbooks to give away this month, including for Top Gun. I also have A Quiet Place Part 2. I have Snatch on 4K, the John Wick Trilogy on 4K, and also I have a Sicario 4K disc as well, and a bunch of others that are going to be coming in this month too. So if you want to have access to any of those types of exclusive giveaways, join at the Army of Asgard level. At the $10 level, the Keeper of the Bifrost level, you get all of that, plus you get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes videos, including instant reactions when I go to see movies. I do quick little filmings of myself and talk about the films that I have seen and my instant reactions to that. You also get access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John on the Flick Pick Flickinger once or twice a month, and you get to also ask us any question that you want. We put a Q&A post up, and you get to ask us what whatever it is that you want to ask. So, again, if that sounds cool to you, Keeper of the Bifrost level. And lastly, there is the Chosen of Valhalla level, where you get all that stuff. Plus, in your first month as a Chosen of Valhalla member, you get a free t-shirt, your choice, ship it anywhere in the world, and also you get to once a month be featured on the OMB Reviews channel, and you get to talk with me. We usually chill out for three to four hours, and I like ask everyone what they've been watching, what they want to talk about, what they want to promote, and it's always a really good time. And so, if that sounds interesting to you, please consider joining. Uh, that is going to be on Subscribestar and on Patreon only, as Locals is just the keeper of the Bifrost level. But anyway, thank you all very much for your time, for your support, and for listening to this shout-out video. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, God bless.